My next guest has been making content she's since she was in high school. For more than a decade, she has been managing, producing, writing, directing projects for TV, the web, and film. She has even worked on more than 50 music videos for the likes of Tokyo Police Club and Maestro Fresh West. Currently, she's in between festivals showcasing her latest project, her directorial debut, The Vault. It is already an award-winning web series in its first season. Please welcome to the show, Sarah Martins. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, this is exciting times for you. It is. It is a very exciting time for the vault too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a, a great a great series. Yeah, we're we're super super proud of it, and I think it's blown us all away. The expectations. I don't. I never know what you're going to expect. Mm -hmm. um, once you've completed something, you just don't know how people are going to react to it. But this has surpassed everything and anything that we could have hoped for for the first season, like you had mentioned, right? Yeah. Trying to get our audience and built it's up. It's and not finished the first season yet. So it's finished filming, but okay. we're having um, we're in post production uh, because of the special effects and everything, oh. the visual effects that are going into it. Um, that's taking up a little bit more time. So we were hoping to get our last. We've got four more episodes to come out, four and um, yeah, because we've got six out, yeah. and it's a ten-parter. Um, and the last four, we were hoping to get them out in May, but it's looking like it might be in early June. Okay, so awesome. Yeah. Well, I, we'll get back to the vault. Sure. Soon, but uh, let's sort of talk about your journey leading up to to filmmaking. Okay. Um, born. In Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, two yep. Portuguese immigrants, yeah? Yep. Awesome. What, yep. what did mom and dad do? Uh, my dad was in construction, okay. and uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of the time. She oh. babysat a little bit, but yeah, mostly stay-at-home mom. And you have a brother or a sister? Brother. A brother. Yeah. Is he in entertainment no. or movie? What no, is he up not to? at all. Uh, he's in the financial world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally different. <laughs> but you, uh, you must talk to him, being in, the, in being this is your world and he's in that world. There must be some... Um, I would love to have him, <laughs> <laughs> him in a position to finance. What's um, his name? Saul. Saul, yeah. your sister needs you. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. Come and <laughs> come and talk to her. Um, you, wh when I was sort of doing some research on you, mm -hmm. I found out that you were a shy person. Oh, I am still very shy. Well, I guess it depends. Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm not an introvert per se. I'll get shy in front of a, a large group of people, but okay. if I'm around friends and family and people I've known for a while, yeah. um, I'm not shy at all. Um, it, but it is mostly that initial step sometimes getting out of the comfort zone and feeling comfortable. So like an um, industry industry get-togethers and fancy shit. Oh, those are those are not easy. Yeah. At all. Are you like I'm I'm happy sitting down over there yeah, by myself with a drink in, in the corner listening, watching, but yeah. um and in an industry where networking is probably the most important thing, um that can be a little bit of a struggle at times. Yeah, you kind of have to tell yourself to overcome that. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it reminded when I read that, it reminded me of my son and I. Yeah. So my son's he's in grade 7. Mhm. Mm uh, and he's the same way. Yeah. Family and friends. He's he's a big mouth. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> people he doesn't know. There's no need for him to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I I sometimes it also depends on the situation I think and um, 
le- I don't know how to describe it. I think there are certain times where I can easily start talking to people, but I think it has to be in a situation where I know um, nothing depends on it. Do you know what I mean? If mm. I start feeling that I'm in a work setting and your next project or your next um, connection can actually be a make it or break it, yeah. that will make me really nervous. I get really nervous in that sense. But if I'm just in a group setting and it, there's no work kind of involved, I think even though I don't know anybody, I can get to a point of being comfortable a lot quicker. You can be yourself. Yeah. 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 It's just that, yeah, I think that tie-in with with when you know it's work, that gets scarier for me. Wow. So how nice. do you, that, that must be, it must be, a, it must be, I don't know if challenge is the right word. Yes. Um, Very good word. It is, is that the yep. word? Yeah. In in especially in your industry, I can understand you know, making movies and you've got these ideas in your head yeah. and you, wa- you want to make them show up on the yeah. screen. That yeah. could be a very uh, isolated experience. Yeah. But to then have to work with so many people. Well, the thing crew. is, when you start working on certain projects, because mm-hmm. I've been on other sets, um, I'll work with people that I know I'm already comfortable with. So when ah. you go on set, you already know a lot of the people and yeah there's probably the actor or actors that you've hired that you have never seen or worked with before but a lot of the crew it's people i've seen before on other sets okay and people that i know that i could work with and then that just makes it a lot easier ah, right so nice yeah uh tell me about high school and, and getting oh the um, love affair with film started yes yes yeah so um i think we had this one teacher who was just Um, And it's funny because at that time, I don't think a lot of teachers were putting media and literature together. And he was just all about that. And thank God I was in his class and he made us do, um, I don't remember exactly what the theme was. I think we had to do a couple of scenes from the book and tie it into like some sort of like short film. And was that the chrysalids? The chrysalids. That was the book that we read. And I just remember doing, I, I remember three separate so I know we had to put certain things together and um, we put it together we filmed it and uh, I I think that was either in grade 9 or 10 I can't remember now but we I wanted a copy of that so I can take with me and I remember this girl who was a family friend of the teacher had said oh I'll take it to show my dad or something and I'll bring back the video that video never came back oh, so, you so don't have it. I actually don't even have a copy and I fought for that thing all the way till OAC because I still had OAC yeah, yeah. dating me but um <laughs> I remember asking for it every single year until the end, and we graduated, and like, where's that video? Where's that video? Like, how could you have let somebody just take it without making a copy? Yeah. That was my thing. And anyway, ah. so I never got a copy of it, but um, what ended up happening after was that we started up uh, like a video yearbook okay. as well instead of just having a written yearbook, ah. and I would love working on that. And we would do, <laughs> I remember one of the years. And everyone got like a USB or a CD-ROM? A VHS. A VHS. <laughs> it was that time. <laughs> um, do you know what a VHS is, right? I a lot <laughs> of listeners might not. <laughs> they but, might not. Uh, but it was, yeah, it's predating the CDs. Wow. Um, but we would um, 
I remember Titanic had just come out on one of the years as well. So we did like these little clips of Titanic yeah. and we would intersperse it with, I think like messages from teachers or something. Like we tried to make it funny and just like serious all at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and it would have everybody of that graduating year in the video and whatever. So yeah, that was... That was a lot of fun. I And then in my final year, I was like, I'm done with school. I can't take this anymore. I was exhausted. And instead of not doing anything, I did a co-op placement. At in a high school? Yeah. Who yeah. does that? A lot of high schools do really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah. What high school did you go to? Uh, I went to St. Joe's, okay. which is an all-girls school downtown Toronto. Okay. Just down here somewhere. Okay. Um, but um, we we had co-op placements, so you would get wow. put into whatever. And I had told them I really enjoyed film, and they actually got me in this production house mm -hmm. that was on, like, King and Bathurst. And it's not there anymore, okay. and I can't remember the name of the place. And I would spend my days there uh, just watching the editor. Like I loved, ed like wow. I always loved editing. That was it. Was not even the directing aspect of it. Huh. I loved was being behind the scenes and editing and putting it together. And that to me was the greatest thing in the world. That's so amazing. Yeah. Most people I ask them, you know, which film was it? Yeah. Or, you know, which director did yeah. you really enjoy? To you, it, for you, was it was books? It was like I remember as a kid. I just I would read books. Like, no, tomorrow, I would just go to libraries and just grab. I had to start keeping a list of the books that I read because I wouldn't be able to remember the covers. Mm. And so I would have go back to the library and I'd be thinking, this is a cool book. I'll pick it up. And meanwhile, I've already read that book and I'd find out like 30, 40 pages <laughs> in. So I'd have to. But I just loved the fact that I could create worlds in my head yeah. as opposed to. Um, I don't know if it was a way of escaping like the reality which w that I lived or whatever it was, but I loved that aspect of it. And then I later, as I got older, because I didn't get to watch a lot of TV as a kid either. So it wasn't like I was um, getting to see different worlds that way. I'd have to see it through books. But then when I started sure. seeing film and uh, when this teacher really got in my head about all that stuff, it's like, wow, you can create worlds too. You don't have to just read other people's worlds that they create. You can do them yourself. So That is amazing. Yeah. So that's how I started. And then you went to York? Yep. Fine Arts? Yep. Uh, tell me about that experience. Um, If I remember, like it's funny, <laughs> like I, I, I remember, I remember high school and I remember like yesterday and then the university is kind of somewhere it was all in the a middle. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. Um, It was fine. I loved uh, a lot of the courses that we took. A lot of the ones that I enjoyed too were the theory uh, behind mm. um, movies, stuff that you don't really think about as you're just trying to get something made, right? Like if you're, you're not thinking of what that person was thinking while they were doing it and i think that was really that was really interesting for me as well to get backstory get full front like you know what i mean get mm -hmm. like a whole round picture of yeah what was happening did yeah. you whether it was in high school or university did you know did you know have an idea i want to do tv i want to do movies i want to do documentaries like did you have an idea of the sort of stories you wanted to tell um i think for me mostly 
documentaries came to mind first um, just because those were stories that I knew and it could very easily be something in my past or my present or my future that I can easily put to paper. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those that would probably be coming out of there what was in my mind at that time. Yeah. Were there certain stories that you you've always wanted to tell that you haven't yet? Um, I'm not sure. I think I've started telling some of them. I think um, my biggest problem would probably be wanting to focus and try to figure out exactly what it is I want to tell. So trying to get that focal point um, might create some more things that haven't come out yet. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, This question might sound weird. You know, for actors or actresses, I, I would ask them, you know, w- what was your first paid gig? And they might say it's a commercial or they were lucky enough to be in a pilot or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you're you're like you're creating the stuff. So sometimes mm-hmm. like I don't know, maybe there is maybe you just get funding to, to yeah. make something and there's no or you pay out of pocket. Th- yeah. But do you <laughs> is, is there is do you remember your first project? Um, I don't know whether you got funding or that somebody paid you to do. Do you remember what that was? Um, I think the first one was probably a music video sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, was that your, one of your first gigs right out of university? Yeah. 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 Um, tell me about that experience, like making music videos. Yeah. That's, that's very it's different, right? You've got, yeah. you've got a, there's the song. There's the song. There's the artist. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be really lucky and get artists who allow you creative control Mm -hmm. or you can get artists who are very picky and want certain things certain ways without really knowing exactly what it is they want but Uh. they hear catchphrases and terms and words and so they think that's what they want do you know what i mean kind of thing so it makes it difficult when when you're in that kind of situation, I've been lucky. Like I worked with others on a lot of music videos too. Um, so I've seen both worlds of getting somebody who allows you to have creative control and things come out that look great. If they just listen to you, I I think it's all about being, um, a partnership uh, and you need to understand that the person doing your video wants the best for you because Mm. the bigger your video will go and the more um like traction that you get it also helps the creator um exactly and i think sometimes i don't know that everybody kind of gets that so it could be it could be daunting and difficult to deal with but that's again just managing personalities right and knowing whether or not you can work with certain people do you remember uh one of those times when the artist said hey you know here's the song uh you you run with it and gave you sort of that uh, or your team <coughs> that control yeah i can't like it's hard for me to remember specifics yeah. right now but um i know that we have had that op- opportunity yeah. um and it makes it for a great time on set everything you know things are already going to go uh, they don't always go as smoothly as you want that's mm-hmm. just the nature of being on a set but when you have that it really does make it uh much easier yeah to get to the finish line i guess 
Yeah, I've seen I've seen one where um, you didn't even get to the finish line. It was just too problematic. It was too difficult, and it was like you know what, you go your way, <laughs> we'll go our way, and that's that. Like yeah. it's better to just cut your losses and don't even go forward because both of you well because i think both you and the artist are going to just be butting heads the whole time and that's not good for the actors that are on set that's not good for the crew that's there that's not good for the artist and definitely not good for you so yeah were were you making videos at that time when much music was on the decline and you had all these I, w- I was helping shows? on stuff when okay. when it was that um, so I worked with someone who actually did get some of those because much music used to give or it was Bravo Factor I don't even remember how they were called yeah, um, they yeah. would give like a grant yeah. for the artist so that would go to the artists I think and the artists then could work with directors and stuff to create their music video yeah okay, cool do you remember your first documentary you made first movie you made <gasps> my latest documentary was the um, called never the bride um, and that one was about um, because like I said I came from a Portuguese family and yeah. um, Still, I think, coming from a, a mindset where you get married and you start a family really young. Okay. And by young, I don't mean 15, but 20, sure. early 20s, you're supposed to be in that kind of. Um, and it was the pressure of hearing that all the time. But uh, in my early 20s, I wasn't married. I wasn't, like, looking at that. And um, it was all about how things a have changed a little bit people are getting married later in life and that's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing but what does that mean culturally when you're getting all these um pressures from you know family friends um society in general as much as people say um that there's no time to get married you still start feeling that like everything you watch is about people getting married in there you know what i mean <laughs> you start so to notice it at a certain kn- age yeah and maybe it's just that as you get older you notice it too i don't know maybe um, your friends and uh yeah a lot of my friends were starting to get married i think at 20 24 to 26 and yeah. that's yeah super early i think um for me it was anyways i don't know that sure. um i thought i was ready and then I realized maybe I wasn't. And um, I don't think it was a bad thing. Yeah. So tell me about the uh, uh, parental expectations. Oh, yeah. Um, what did mom and dad think when you said, I'm going to go make movies? <laughs> Again, coming from a traditional, more traditional family, that's as much as they want to be supportive and I think they want you to do what it is that you like and love. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it was there. Like, there's this feeling of that's not going to support you because it's all about, it's not about what makes you happy or not. I, mm-hmm. I think for them it was, are you going to be able to support yourself? Are you going to be able to live off of this? Like, you know, that doesn't sound like a, and it's not a nine to five job sure. with a biweekly paycheck. No. Um, so um, I think, for them, it's not even that they didn't want you in it. It's that they just worry about how are you going to support yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not easy, I think, for a lot of artists in any of the artistic fields to 
actually support themselves just on that. Like you need to have a part-time job. Yeah. You need to be doing something else. And this becomes a, I get to do this when I have a spare moment, kind of, right? Sure. How did the vault come to be? My understanding is it's like it's been a long yeah, time Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been um, in on the back burner for a while. Like we started, um, I have a partner that I write with and um, – and he was with me for this one, and um, his, his name's David um, Allery. And um, we had started thinking about doing some sort of post-apocalyptic sci-fi kind of story back in, I think, 2011 when we started writing it out. Um, and at that point, we were writing everything, backstories. We had backstories for all the characters. I think the backstories were... 10 20 pages long so we really like per character per character this yeah is this is not this even is the script or anything right it's just like getting to know like getting in their heads knowing what would motivate these people what would where did they come from what world were they in kind of thing um and so we did that for around that time but then it became a question of funding and having the money to actually sure. execute it um and knowing that it's something sci-fi you sometimes fall into a trap of you don't want it to look very cheesy with effects and stuff but you want to be able to make it look good but then that takes in more funding yeah. required so you're playing this game so we put it in the back burner for a while other things came up um in life and whatnot and so then we i had heard about this um funding organization the ipf the independent production fund who um, finance web series uh, because I was working on another web series um, with someone else and he said, why don't you guys try applying for it? Maybe you'll get funding and you guys can go with season one. And um, so we thought about it. Okay, we went through the process. It was uh, like a two-step process. You, you have to pitch it. Then you have to see how viable it is and how many people would like it kind of like see if there's an audience for it, and then mm -hmm. you go through stage two then you um they'll let you know whether or not you got the financing and so we got a bulk of the financing from them and uh our the that p guy his name's actually on Stanley. he um he was working on petrol uh and he loved like the world and the story so he offered to be our mentor to like oh, help wow. yeah so uh, we had somebody who was in the world even more established and longer and do you know what i mean and sure, sure. kind of help us through the pitfalls and seeing you know how to how to navigate the world because yeah this is a pretty big project for for us so tell me the story of the vault so the vault is essentially a story of this group of people who are kind of forced together to live in this underground bunker and they're the survivors of what we know as some nuclear disaster has happened outside in the world and they're now living underground in a military base um, and they um, are trying to survive and every once in a while they'll go out um, to get supplies and stuff and um, in one of these missions, meanwhile, they are thinking that there's nobody out there, everything's dead. And on one of these uh, everyday missions, they find a, um, a pilot by the name of Hale, who um, now they're freaked out about. It's like, 
how is there somebody still living out here? What What's his story? How is he here? Yeah. Who's he with? Like, so the, the story will follow us trying to find out. Nice. Like Almost reminded me a little bit of uh, The Matrix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of things that, uh, that struck me about the yeah. show. Number one was, as soon as it began, I go, oh, this doesn't seem like you're like a regular web series. Oh, wow. Um, just because, you, I mean, you've mentioned production value. The production value was so high, I go, this is like an indie, like, I was shocked. Yeah. The oh. only thing that, that it was was, okay, it's only eight-minute episodes yeah. or something like that. Yeah, That's okay, yeah, they're short episodes, I get that. But uh, everything else is like, if you made it longer, it could be on TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, that <laughs> that's the hope for season two. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, so that w- that was one. Second one was, and I'm really curious about your thinking of this and whether it was intentional or not, uh, was a strong female lead. Yeah. Um, tell me about that. Um, I think that was intentional. It was? Um, yeah. I think it's important for us to have, um, I think, a female character that is not just background support, mm. um, especially in the world that we are in today. Like what? What would? What's the difference of having her a male or a female? So why not make her female? Like yeah. it, you know what I mean? I I I don't understand why we would just maybe typically give it to a male as mm-hmm. opposed to a female. Um, and uh, yeah, again, I think important once again is for people to see themselves on screen. So I think if it's a girl seeing another girl who's strong and she's the general she's the one that's keeping up uh maintaining this bunker like why not have her in a place of power like why why should it have to always be a boy for sure or a man um i appreciate i noticed it and i go this is good yeah um how did you find it's filmed in ottawa uh well we filmed in different locations different locations so yeah one of the places is ottawa um how did you find what do they call it? The Diefen Bunker? Oh, yeah, the museum. How d- yeah, how did you find that place? Oh, so it's funny because at first we weren't even going to go there. We were looking to do, um, there's in, ha- I think it's off in Hamilton, there's um, a Navy boat, uh, the Haida, the HMCS Haida, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and could we wanted enclosed spaces. We wanted something that felt like you were underground and like yeah. a, a ship, like a military ship would feel that way. But then... We were like, okay, <laughs> how are we going to be able to film in there? There's only that one. Mm, let's see. So we actually then, uh, I think somebody told us, did somebody tell me to check it out? Or I went on the, I think it's um, on the Ontario Creates now. They're, they have a, a website of just locations around okay. the province and yeah. around the area uh, of where you can film. And one of them was this Stephen Baker Museum, uh, the Diefen Bunker. Museum and um, so we went there to do a scout and the people there were just so friendly and they were like yeah we've shot music videos here we just had somebody um, I think it was Bloom Camp uh, he mm. filmed the shorts uh, a short film there with um, I think it was Dakota Fanning yeah I can't remember the name of the the title of that one. And we were like, what? Like, okay, we want to use it too. (laughs) Like, if he's using it, why can't we? So, anyways, we spoke with them, and they were all about it, and we just locked in the location. So, yeah. So, a lot of the the things that you see that are indoors in the, um, like, 
it's episode five and he's running through like a lot of yes. that stuff is yeah yeah the different and, and the outdoor and when he gets the outside outdoor the that's up also the, like that's, that's, there, that's as well. the, there as well yeah okay yeah. well that it's, yeah. it sounds it's like it's made for yeah well it was a real life bunker yeah like it was used during the cold war era um and the prime minister was supposed to if anything were to happen That'd be the place. that's where yeah it was working and everything for a long time yeah. yeah, that's where they want. And they, it was like, yeah, it was cool. The guy, when we went for the scouting, um, he gave us a little bit of the history. So we had somebody w- toured the place with us, and he was telling us all about it. And that was, it was pretty cool, yeah. Oh, that sounds really yeah. cool. Um, there's a tank yes. in this show. Yes. Um, now, I have no clue how much money you guys got <laughs> for funding, but how do you get a tank? Yeah, money. <laughs> oh, real? Okay, so simple as that. Yeah. We actually, somebody, um, the <laughs> mentor that was working with us, I think he had used it before on something. And I can't remember now what. If it was uh, a video. Yeah. But um, anyways, he knew contact. Okay. He had a contact. So he told us, yeah, you guys can uh, probably, if you call them, you can probably you get probably them. You probably get that. Yeah. Yeah. So it did not, f- at le- you know, it did not, uh, we were not allowed to drive it. Sure. If, uh, <laughs> yeah, to have a certain yeah. person. Yeah, you have to have like, oh, uh, okay. yeah, their staff. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. What did you it's think when you had that? Say, okay, we're making a, we're making. Yeah, something yeah. Cool I was now. like, oh, I hope nobody gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty. It's pretty unique. I don't think sure. you see it very often on a digital. Sh- yeah, digital yeah, sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, tell me about this whole festival circuit junket oh, wow, yeah. thing how did how is this the first time you've been on something i'm, I'm i think yeah. not uh, it, well it? no well well first time i guess kind of thinking just for the vault yeah um but uh no i've kind of gone through other festivals before um but we decided to really hit hard um as part of the marketing for this one is uh at the different festivals throughout the world internationally just because uh, we felt what better way to uh, get an audience Mm -hmm. than ones that are there for web festivals. They're there for web series. These people, like a lot of them, you get like really big fans at these places. Okay. So kind of one of the avenues of creating our audience was – go to these different circuits and like we've done a lot of international ones um dc web fest just ended a couple weeks ago um we had buenos aires we've had hollyweb we've had um the ones coming up right now uh there's one in germany uh called di seriali and sicily web fest we're uh, also uh being nominated on that one and that one's in june so I just for for me, I just thought it would be such a great way of getting our festival out there to people who are going to watch them. Yeah, right? and you have to try to cut through the noise, I think. And any you got to go to direct where the people are, right? Any tactic yeah. that you can try to find that can leverage mm-hmm. being seen. I think the hardest thing is when there's so many out there. How do you get noticed, yeah. right? And I think for us, this has been successful. Like, we've been winning um, a lot at these festivals. So I think it shows that um, people are um, connecting with either our production design, our sound, our visual effects, our 
a direction, you know, just overall, I think, um, I think it's been doing well on that front. So when you go to a festival, do you show them like one episode? Do you show them? Um, so for the web festivals, a lot of them will ask for either one episode or two. Okay. Um, and they sometimes, um, like I've had festivals ask for, can we get an episode that isn't uh, out there yet. So we'd be the first ones to showcase it. Sure. So that that can happen. It depends on timing, okay. of course, as to... Because uh, if they're showcasing two months from now, but we want to start releasing, we're not going to hold our strategy just to like kind of... But if the timing is right, if it's two weeks off or whatever, you can always adjust. Like, yeah, yeah we'll release it there instead. Um, or sometimes they will take... Um, two episodes because they'll do it by time they'll say you have 15 minutes okay and if our episodes are you know two of them are eight minutes each if we can shave off a minute kind of um we can give them two like we'll re-edit something to give them a two two episodes in one kind of thing so it depends on the festival itself as well yeah uh, because some of them will just want an episode someone some of them will want time frames instead of they don't care if it's two episodes tied together as long as it hits their time so I it see. depends on what they want and sometimes like we've had them ask for uh can we get like the beginning of the episodes instead of towards the end because that way people if you give them episode six it might be hard to follow along if they don't they have no idea what sure. happened one to five yeah um but some festivals are okay with that they okay. just want an episode so yeah if you're going to yeah. release number seven they'll say yeah, yeah we'll take it yeah for sure because wow. then it becomes a an exclusive release for them as well and yeah. that's something that it depends on what they how they have their program set up and if their program is a certain way, they prefer that. Yeah, sure. Nice. We'll adapt. Tell me about winning some awards. Like, do oh. you, is it every uh, festival you go to, you apply for, to be nominated? Or how does all that work? Um, no, not for these. Okay. Um, for, so what happens is we'll um, apply to um, be a part of the festival. And then they will let us know either if we're selected as an official selection. Um, and then some of them will let us know um, after that in a couple of weeks or whatever, uh, probably about a month to three weeks before their festival, they'll uh, contact us and say you've been nominated for these three four five things there was one in LA we were nominated for six things wow yeah it was awesome our actors were nominated oh, nice. the lead actor lead actress the ensemble like as a group ensemble sure. cast yeah and then we had um, I think that one also got uh, like a best director and uh, uh, visual effects um, so we got a, we got a couple of them um, but they will tell us after we don't we don't tell them, hey, we want to be nominated for oh, these okay. things. It's not like sure. um, some other international awards are like that. But um, these festivals, they'll let you know. And sometimes we're just nominated for an official selection and sometimes we're nominated and we get um, like Hollyweb. We got best editing and best visual effects i think yeah so yeah and that was so great to find out later because that one we didn't even know ahead of time um if what we were being nominated for sometimes sure. they do let us know sometimes they don't and it's 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 nice to see the after and be like oh my god we just won that nice it's really great yeah 
So I, I know you've won Best Web Series. Yeah, we at did. the Winter Winter, winter Film Awards. Yeah. That one was New York. Yeah. yeah. How how was that? Was that your first like big win? That was the first win for the vault, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How did it feel? Uh, amazing. If yeah. it, it's because you put in so much work. Yeah. You go through the process, and there were days like. That first opening scene, we were in the middle of a horrible snowstorm, the worst one of that year. And you go through days where it's like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing all this? Um, and you want to stop. You want to quit. And then you get to the end of it. And then to get that recognition after it, it's just like, you know, it was worth it. Like, so this is. So that first snowstorm yeah. in the f in the series Episode 1 yeah it that was real that was not fake So it's snow. not fake snow No coming down I somebody was ask you somebody that. actually once said That's like perfect wow perfect weather great. Uh, yeah 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 perfect weather yeah, yeah I yeah. thought so <laughs> Yeah we 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 were thinking next time we use like Nevada desert kind of weather as opposed to like winter in Canada because you're right uh, post-apocalyptic dead you want everything to it has to be during the winter that you need yeah. to shoot it um because you can't have green trees everywhere um but it's 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 hard <laughs> it's hard to shoot in that kind of did you think weather. yes we got the perfect weather it was like damn it it's snowing um well <laughs> uh a little bit of A and a little bit of B. You do get excited that it's like, this is going to look great. Yeah. Uh, but then you get out there, right? And then you have to actually oh, be... The camera's working. So and <laughs> funny you should say that because they were not. Oh, no. We shot, I think, two hours worth of stuff that had to be reshot because the camera <laughs> did not turn it on properly. It was too cold. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It's funny because we've used the camera before. We've never had that happen. And then, of course, it had to happen. Wow. <laughs> on that. I'm really looking forward to the next four episodes. I thought it was over when I said, okay, I think it's over. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Must be, it's been a while. I think it's <laughs> yeah. And then I read somewhere that there's four more. Yeah. I go, what do you mean four more? Well, we're going to um, – It's yeah, we got a little delayed with some of the post-production stuff. But um, I think once we've done all ten and they're all out there, then we'll put out another blitz of, like, reminding people – to go watch it and then they can like watch all 10 at once yeah you know just because i know that it's a little hard on some people um <laughs> but you know well in today's age it's not like um people get everything at their fingertips and they can stream whole series at once yeah. right? so it's harder to uh maintain that um but i think yeah our strategy will be to try to get people refocused after we've um done all four you mentioned earlier on about uh, hopefully getting on like uh, oh, uh, TV, TV, season yeah, yeah. So how does that process work? Like, do you negotiate? Do you wine and dine people? Like, what's wh what's that 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 uh, that um, path like? I can let you know once I figure it okay. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we're we're kind of trying to navigate those waters right now yeah. seeing like what is exactly what you said what is the process well, how yeah. do we get there how do a lot of these series get uh, turned into tv shows so um yeah we're trying to any leads that we can get any help that we can get from other people in the industry we're trying to take that on and see where it'll lead us nice yeah tell me um, um i've always been curious uh, about 
um, how sh these things get made from a financial perspective. I know you mentioned that you 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 got funding from IPF. IPF, and that stands for again the Independent Production Independent. Fund. And it seems that in Canada, most of these funds come from uh, government sources. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we always compare ourselves to the States. In the yeah. States, you've got these huge studios. Yeah. But it's funny because I think for web series, um, Canada's actually in a great position okay. to to make them. Like we have, like you said, that government funding. There's other groups that are funding web series as well. I think Bell Fund um, and um, the CMF, I think, also has a web digital uh, media component yeah. and uh, even the OMBC I think has one so we're actually in a good position in that way um, to get those grants um, and in the states I remember we I went to a festival in the states a couple years back and there were other digital creators there like uh, for the web um, for that kind of digital media and uh, they were saying that in the this guy was from Washington, I think, and he's there like either we fund it ourselves or we get money from friends, family, I guess, crowdfunding, yeah. s sourcing it that way. And that's it. They don't really have the support um, hmm. that we get here in Canada. I don't know if that's changed. That was a couple of years back. But yeah, you have those big studios. But what do you have in between? Yeah. Right. So. I think for us right now, being here is actually pretty great. Um, the more they, there'll be more and more competition. So you're, you're up against a lot more people, um, but it, it's at least there. How, how all consuming has the vault been for you? Is that, is that like, that's the only thing you're working on or? Right now. Yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> it is my life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, in terms of projects right now, that's the, my m biggest concern. Yeah. Are you writing yeah. season two or you're waiting to see what happens next? Um, ideas are floating around for yeah. season two. Um, but yeah, kind of seeing like how to one step at a time, I think right now for me. So if, if you need yeah. like a 40 year old guy. Oh yeah. Are you, you interested? Know, sure. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I just want an IMDB page. That's <laughs> awesome. That's what I. That's a, that's one of my goals <laughs> that's in your life. Goal. Yeah, get that one off the bucket I list. I think so. But when you got your page, like, how does that work? I've always been. <laughs> uh, I'm taking notes now. <laughs> create it. Um, just if, as long as I think all you had to do was connect it to like a project or something, and it was created. Like there was, yeah. it wasn't that. Yeah. So that it's no big deal now. Now that you have one. Y yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you've got a busy life. Are there any TV shows or movies or things that you watch? Oh my goodness. Um, hold on. Let me see. What am I watching right now? Um, I'm a little delayed in okay. getting to watch things. So sure. this might be already old for some. Um, but I was watching, um, the making a murderer Two on Netflix. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, did you, you didn't watch the first one? I saw the first one. Oh yeah. yeah. I saw the first one. So I'm, I'm watching that. We just started, so okay. I'm just getting into it now. Um, and I'm watching one of my favorite shows right now is billions on crave. Okay. I've heard of this show. Oh, show is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That one's really good. Um, I'm waiting for 
I'm waiting for a couple of things to come back online. Like we um, really liked watching uh, um, Better Call Saul. Yeah. The Breaking Bad yeah, yeah, yeah. spinoff. Yeah, uh, yeah. That one's really good. So I I'm like hoping the next season comes out. Um, cause I'm, I don't have cable, so I'm a okay. Netflix person. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So whatever's on Netflix is kind of how I get to watch it. Ah. Uh, the, um, oh, what's that one? The Walking Dead. I'm sticking by it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I've heard a lot of people started tuning out okay. after a while. Have you seen that one? I haven't no? seen an episode oh. of that. I haven't seen an episode of Game of Thrones. That's going to be, <laughs> I'm probably going to wait for it to finish and then just and binge then it. Because I've heard a lot of great things about it. Yeah. So I do kind of want to see what that would look like. So I that watched is one on of my these, list. these YouTube, f- uh, it said, you know, seasons, what season are they on now? Eight? Seven? Six. Yeah, eight, eight, I think. So, so they said season eight one to nine. seven explained, and it was like a fifteen-minute video. Uh, wow! And, and they so they went all of them. Well, I don't know because oh. I've never seen oh. it. And so I'm watching it, and I go, dragons and what is this kid stuff? Like I wasn't. <laughs> it's sci-fi. It's great. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> did you ever watch the Lord of the Rings, the movies? I did. And did you enjoy? Sure. Them? Yeah. See. Yeah, they were fine. Exactly. Yeah. So this is just that, but more of like it. Like every probably. week. I don't know. I've I never seen know. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm just thinking. I don't know. I like I liked um, the Lord of the Rings. I so thought it was. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking I think I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I introduced my uh, my son to uh, Keanu Reeves this weekend. <gasps> Wonderful actor. So, yeah. So we yeah. watched. Um, John Wick. John Wick season one. And he's 13 and my Wait, wife watched it. Season one? Oh, Sorry, show? not season one. Um. The first step. Oh, the first yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he wants to see the second one because he knows yeah, the yeah. third one is coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we watched uh, the first Matrix. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so we yeah, watched yeah. both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keanu Reeves fan. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your favorite Keanu Reeves movie? Um, nostalgically, I might have to say Speed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because of, uh, <laughs> I loved him there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really do like the John Wick series. Oh, I love yeah. it. I can't yeah. wait for and number Matrix two. is it is what it is. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. I think so. Sarah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for joining me. Listen, before you go, yep. Um, I want I want everyone as possible to to watch uh, this series, The Vault. Where can people? So uh, you can watch it on our YouTube channel, um, uh, Vault The Vault Web Series. Um, we are also like for updates and stuff of when next episodes are going to come out or whatever. You can follow us on Twitter at the vault at vault web series, and we're on Instagram as well, the vault web series. So if you just go Google the vault web series, I'm sure we'll come up. Thank you so much. Thank you.